Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And this week, we are lucky enough to have the big man himself, Steve Franks, to talk about Psych the Musical Part 2. It's always such a ball whenever Steve comes on the pod, and we can't wait for all of you to listen to this week's episode. Please enjoy. So, Steve, what I've been saying, Detroit, we had this live show. It was wonderful. And but I like there's also this like you're the man behind not only this whole show, but like this episode rewatching this musical, which I don't think I've done in a very, very like I think it's been since like way, 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 way back. Same. What you did. Like, oh, hello, baby. We love we love a doggy. Yeah. And what is it? He brought us he brought a squeaky <laughs> ball in for the podcast because we need this sound. We need this going on the entire time. <laughs> this is okay. Um, so that's Finny. Hi, Sorry, Finn. Finny. I know. I hi, know. Finny. You can't do a squeaky ball during the thing because we're talking about Detroit. We're talking about what happened over we the do, weekend. We love a dog appearance, though, as you know. We had this magical weekend and even made more magical to. Uh, but we got to do a live podcast with a room full of the most kind, um, enthusiastic, like, enthusiastic, like p- dressed up in pineapples. Like I, not that I ever would think that there's any, um, you know, any of the psych fandom would be uh, anything less or, or, uh, dying in any way or whatever. But just to be in a room like this is such a reminder of like this show. And then, uh, on top of it, just how special this show is. And you, we were talking about you so much, Steve, like it was like every single thing we said, but I think Tim and I were both like, and that's the genius of Steve Franks. I'm like, we need Steve on, (laughs) we need Steve on stage with us right now. Um, and Exactly. And then, I mean, we always no. say, we, are you all ready to help us podcast the shit out of us? But to what Maggie was saying, boy, howdy, did they. There was a um, there was a feeling of love in the room that was just so palpable for our show that just took this to the next level of anything we've ever done before. It really was. I think yeah. you concur well, with that. A hundred percent. It was so special, Steve. Well, th- Thank you for that. And I don't need that kind of affirmation. I like there, I think there's a certain amount of attention that a human being needs in their life. And I've already exceeded <laughs> mine. So I disagree. So. I there's always room for more. And it's just because <laughs> of you that like we get to have, you know, we got to like a musical episode of this show that was just not just um fun songs inspired by other things, but it's so purely true. Every single song is so psych and tells the story. Like I, 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 as it started under Santa Barbara skies and sort of setting up Sean and who he is and like all that, and then going into, you know, uh, I've heard it both ways and it takes every psychism. It takes the whole show, all of the relationships and you somehow put it into a musical form I don't know anyway we we I we were I was blown away watching it again and I think all the psychos Steve they were like I was like wait what song comes next they all knew it like it was it was really 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 special and anyway and there were of course like lots of of Tim and I saying I we can't wait to talk to you about this just because we're gonna we're also gonna do a very special episode for the musical, obviously, when we get to it in the series. But I don't think we can have too many um podcasts about psych the musical. So I'm I'm down to have as many interviews as possible with you. I like your idea of having yeah. 10 of them. I think that's I think <laughs> that works out perfect. And and I was in I was um also like um uh, feeling um like how amazing you guys get to go to Detroit because I have never been to Detroit. 
It is like one of the few major American cities that I've never been to. And I'm very intrigued by their pizza. They put the sauce on top of the cheese. I don't I don't know how that works, but, uh, um, but I am willing to learn and try. Someone had yeah. brought up Detroit pizza when I was in the auto line and I never heard of it. So, and not like, I mean, we were technically, we were, we were in a suburb of Detroit. So we were, we didn't really get to see Detroit that much. So you didn't miss anything other than the lovely thousands of <laughs> adoring, just amazing, incredible psych fans that came out. I would say let's uh, make an executive decision. Let's just hop into part two because we could talk about Detroit and the, and part one for another hour. I agree. I feel like no matter what, I want to get this out in the, um, we need a psych convention <laughs> ASAP. That's all I'm saying that we need our own. We need to like, just as we get the hashtags going for everything. I feel like if we, if we, we have to do, um, anyway, I feel like there's such a, there's such a love of the show and I think it, it, we, it would just be so fun if we could start a, a little psych con. So that's just my two cents. So, uh, psychos, I, I think, and hopefully you would agree, but let's, let's, let's start that hashtag too. Maybe <laughs> can't event, I can't agree more. Steve, there was a new hashtag that came about in, um, part one, which is hashtag psych on Broadway because this musical oh. needs to be on Broadway. It was so, I mean, that was my first first impression when I was listening to that opening under Santa Barbara's guys like my god why was this never on stage I was always hoping someone would come and and not thinking Broadway of course I'm thinking off 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 high school production um <laughs> that would but, kill uh, this show off Broadway would kill dead it would I would if the Toxic Avenger can have its own musical then I almost feel like uh, <laughs> you know the time the time will come the time will come, and and there are actually a couple other songs that in the in the original scoping out of this that that um, that I never did and didn't put together. And there's there's so much about this that I would love to go back to and tweak. You know, usually I don't have uh, usually I don't have like you know I don't I look back and and don't want to change things, but because this shoot was so truncated mm -hmm. and because we, which we'll get to in, in all of that, but we, we had to do everything at a sprint there. There's so many things like, oh, I wish we'd had a moment for that. I wish we could have done that. I wish we could have afforded this, but, uh, but we did this in 14 days. We did this on the schedule of two episodes. And um, to that it's, and that's with you guys making a television show before and after this and coming in, Maggie's coming in for uh, you and James had to do the dance uh, rehearsals and actually Tim yeah, had to do it too. We, Everybody was, oh, it was, it was funny. Our choreographer was like, yeah, so what days are they available? And speaking of on, to that, <laughs> note, what was our amazing choreographer's name? I can't, I, every time it came to the credits, so I'd miss it. Anybody? Paul, right. Becker. Backer, Becker, yes. Becker, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yes. Yeah, amazing. And also, if you remember, we got the extra bonus of being able to perform a little on stage. We talked about this as well at the Upfronts that year. Um, and so it was fun. We had to choreograph like a whole number for that too. It was like this ongoing thing that, that um, well, I mean, obviously that was so huge uh, that, that that year's Upfronts. That was also so special. But yeah, we were going to that dance studio um, on like our Saturdays yeah, and that Sundays. Was, was, that felt so good. Like, oh my, like we're in, we're in a Broadway dance studio. We feel, we feel really cool and legit. Yeah. And the, and the recording studio at Capitol Records. Anyway, we'll do, we'll dive in. We're just doing the songs. Like these, we're not doing like a whole too, too much of a crazy breakdown. Cause I wanted to give Steve, I just want to give you Steve as much a uh, uh, time to kind of uh, elaborate and talk on all of this. But um uh, it should absolutely go to Broadway. I also have a pitch. You know how we re remade uh, an episode? What if in one of the movies is we remake the musical and you can put your songs in and we can all we can do it now <laughs> as uh, as all of us now? I think it'll be so fun. Get Jasmine in there. Um, and Lily, it's, uh, it's a, Lily oh, could be doing it, it. Lily could be doing a high school production of Psych Musical. There it is. There's your and end. it's actually structured that, that that could work within the psych universe since at the end it is Sean and Gus pitching it to <laughs> Anthony Rapp. Ah, uh, look at you, so smart. Z. Yes, this is such a good idea. You heard we're, 
So it does exist. Yeah, it exists within the real life. And they also call into question in the last scene how much of it is made up in Sean's mind or not. And uh, and Sean and Gus won't accept <laughs> the true part because, as Gus says, you weren't there. And it's like he – or Sean says, you weren't – man, he wasn't there. And he says he literally <laughs> was there. So uh, the genius. it's all framed exactly for for this moment right now in 2023. Because you're a genius, you know what's coming. All okay. right, so we're going to jump in here, and I'll just get to the songs, and then Steve will fill in everything in between. But Psych the Musical, part two, written D. by Steve written by Steve Franks and Adam Cohen, directed by Steve Franks, created by Steve Franks, imagined by Steve Franks. Like, I, I, I want to get to this in a second. Pineapple Sighting, did we, 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 uh, we well, this was we actually did talk about this in Detroit because it was Sean tosses Gus a pineapple during uh, Santa Barbara Skies and the opening of Santa Barbara Skies, um, and we open on part D with I've heard it both ways. The reprise one, uh, Lassie once again proves Sean is wrong, but Sean claims the second murder couldn't have been Z. There must have been another killer out there. Before we get to that, the um, just gotta I have to call out Steve the um, the narrator bit is just comedy gold. It's so good. <laughs> In part it's one just... and part two, it's just so hilarious. Wait. And narrated by the the incredibly talented Peter Chelsum, who I was so honored to uh, to have. He also a director in his own right and uh, just a wonderful guy. And he he came down and did the narration after the fact um, and on the Universal sound stages. And uh, it was... It was it was really fun to see somebody come into our world just to do a little voiceover and then descend into the madness that is the guest stars that every guest star that comes yeah. for the most part of how silly, how much, how much fun. And I think he had like really a wonderful time and uh, added so much, so much uh, to it just by, by the, the he's such a, an amazing, beautiful voice. And he was really, really funny. So funny. So uh, freaking funny. What? And that whole bit was so complicated. Um, we actually, we had a, a guy that we hired to draw the storybook pictures and it never, it, that's, it's such a weird fine line between silly enough and, uh, and, and playing into the exact genre. So we ended up, hiring someone else to do it and, and, and just nailed it at the end. And then that scene, because we were shooting the musical, I believe at the end of, uh, of our season, then we actually had to film that weeks later. Oh, really? And it was the first time I'd ever directed over zoom. And it, well, I'm sure it wasn't called zoom. Then it was called something else, but we were in our offices down in Manhattan beach and uh, Richard Coleman was up there and they were shooting uh, they were just shooting all the pages go, and I go, okay, pull that thing out, and uh, uh, because it was we we couldn't fit it in our schedule because it was fourteen days to do you know four, fourteen musical numbers, uh, you know, with a yeah, that was to so it. crazy that we that that we did that. I'm so curious about the songs that didn't. Can you give us? Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, I I actually started you know and and this I'm sure people have heard this before, but it's like I actually we came up with a musical almost immediately in the first season. We that was my next question. When did this? When and did the was, idea come up? All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. It was probably your first day. <laughs> <laughs> so think okay, of cool. it that way. <laughs> so day one of of and, of after the pilot. Okay, got it. Yeah, and at that point it was you know it's going to be like oh we'll put a we'll put one song in and then it was like you know it's like well we won't do it this year and then the second season second season I'm like oh I'm going to direct one and obviously I wasn't going to direct a musical but then once I knew like oh I'm going to write some songs I'm like well I want to direct this too. Um, it's and, like eating, uh, eating potato chip. You couldn't so, have just one. You, once you that musical genius of your mm-hmm. brain started gripping those songs out, you just had to keep going. I get it because you're that good. Well, and I was also, as you guys also can attest to, so overwhelmed with running a television show, <laughs> having no yeah. idea what even what we were supposed to be doing and how we were uh, how we were supposed to put these seasons together and do arcs and all that stuff. So the first couple of years, it was like, oh yeah, I always put it on the board, musical, you know. And we and we like I always I always say, and I'm I'm sorry for repeating stories, but they're so no, good. Repeat, repeat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of each season, we would stay. Oh, time for the dogs to bark. 
It's okay. okay. <laughs> we love it. Uh, <laughs> whenever somebody comes home, it's time for the dogs to bark. It's okay, Penny. There's my son, Quentin. He's making hey, bud. Quentin, yay! You know, I do have to call out, <laughs> Maggie, I got to call out um, Kirsten in this opening scene where she's <gasps> recapping how we've lost both Yang and Z. Her, oh my God. Her awesome looking new haircut and her very, very, very firmly, severely tacked down collar. So RIP popped Vic. I think Pop Trick is, is now no yes. more for the rest of the show. But also her like her voice. Oh, I'm not even inc- I'm not even to that step part yet. Okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. No, I, I I noticed that too though. I was so happy to see her and also I was like, oh, she she looks looking good. Looking good. And, and you were and we knew we knew that Tim, we knew you were you, we knew you could sing. And Maggie, we obviously we knew you sing because we'd actually seen it. Um, but and Kirsten was the one who were like, uh, you know, she has training. Uh, we thought, oh, she'll be pretty good, and she just blew us away. And when we got when we got in the studio, which of course was the the most fun uh, a part of of this whole process, when and she just started hitting those notes and her voice. She has like a purity. It, it, I, I hate to say that it reminds me of a, of of a reference that's going to date me so much. But her voice is like as as crystal clean as Helen Reddy's voice oh, to me. Because love that though. Uh, yeah, and now it's like, oh, Steve, wow, that's that's early seventies. But uh, but but yeah, yeah. But it just there's a there's just such a beauty to it, and uh, and I it was when we started recording this. Like in the first two minutes, I'm like, ah, oh, crap! I should have wrote more songs for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, a, I do have in my but, notes when she comes in to join. I think Maggie and I. What which song are we doing when you meet you and me singing? Oh, um, the, it's isn't it under Santa Barbara skies? Right, uh, it's the reprise. The, it's she the comes third, in just yeah, knocks yeah, yeah. the reprise. Her first, her first note just floored me. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Say, about that that reprise of under Santa Barbara skies, the three of us all singing together on those last notes, anything out of harmony, legitimately made me cry. Like I got really, I got really emotional <laughs> about it because it was just such a fun scene to do, and just hearing all of us together. Just, I mean, a singing with you was a, a dream and a gift. The three of us hitting harmonies was just like I, I'm literally watching and starting to cry. It was just beautiful. I was, I was the same. I was the same, and I remembered so well that that uh, that upfronts we all had together because we got to do that bit on stage, and it was so special. Like that time was so. Uh, I don't know. It was like this, the musical, the upfront, the whole thing. It was like, uh, and I forgot, I actually kind of forgot that I had that much in the second part of, of Santa Barbara skies. I actually did. Yeah. I was like, I started listening. I was like, Oh, I sound pretty good. <laughs> you sounded, you're beyond sounding good. You sounded fantastic. I mean, thank you. I don't know about you all, but I'm kind of obsessed with research. Like, I will research anything before I purchase it. I will read reviews. I will go on different sites, different apps. That's just me. Um, And and I kind of love that, but also it can be a little overwhelming. Doing your research before you buy means making better informed choices, especially when it comes to stress or sleep products like CBD. A study by an independent lab confirmed some brands contain up to 60% less CBD than they claim on the label. Well, with Next Evo Naturals, you can trust you are getting best of the best. As the most clinically studied CBD brand on the market, Next Evo takes research to the next level. I have used Next Evo to sleep. Their CBD gummies were actually very magical, like kind of a peaceful sleep, not too groggy when I woke up. I really, uh, I kind of uh, analyzed this, probably overanalyzed this, but I'm very careful about what I put in my body. I'm very sensitive to altering anything. So I take a lot of care around this. And I do have to say Next Evo was one of the best sleeps I've had in a very long time, their CBD. And so now I'm excited to try all of the other products as well. I can't say enough. I'm a proven testimonial. Upgrade to a CBD brand that takes quality as seriously as you take your overall health. Next Evo tests their product multiple times to ensure you get 100% of what's on the label. Only Next Evo uses Smart Sorb CBD, proven to have 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes and four times the overall absorption as other products. Next Evo does its research as demonstrated 
by four clinical trials. No other CBD brand comes close. Upgrade your CBD. Go to nextevo.com slash pineapple to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That is 20% off $40 or more at nextnextevo.com slash pineapple. I don't know about you all, but for me, I always feel like I'm finished. I literally feel like I can go out in sweats, but if my nails are done, I somehow feel like polished or finished. Sorry, like pun intended there, but still I love Olive and June. I love all of their colors. I love the company. I love all of it. Anyway, and I just feel better when I leave the house, even if I'm in sweatpants, if I have a great manicure, I kind of feel done. It just makes me feel better. In case you need a refresher, here's why Olive and June is amazing. Olive and June nail polish lasts seven plus days and do not chip. That is true. I've tried this. I feel like I'm like a nail connoisseur. Anyway, Olive and June's the best. With Olive and June's mayonnaise system, you can achieve beautiful salon perfect nails at an affordable price. You can customize your box with your choice of six polishes. You get an acetone-free polish remover pot, an award-winning cuticle serum, and it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. I'll be honest, before Olive and June, my nails looked like they were painted by a five-year-old. This is true. (laughs) And a lot of you have probably witnessed this, but after I used the Olive and June set, I was so impressed with how amazing they looked. I recommended it to anyone I could talk to. My nails have literally looked so good and I did them myself. And if you don't have time to paint your nails yourself, Olive and June also has the perfect press-on nails. They look so real and come in all different sizes so you can find the perfect fit. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. I will say with Olive and June, I discovered them like I'm a true fan. I love that they're now like a partner in the podcast, but I discovered Olive and June years ago. And I feel like during the pandemic, They were the reason that I always felt like I had like really nicely polished, done nails because of their whole kit. So it was nice to feel like I could still get a manicure. And also we were in the middle of a pandemic. So now I love that I can speak to this like for real. Anyway, visit oliveandjune.com slash pineapple for 20% off your first Manny system. That's olive, O-L-I-V-E and A-N-D, June, J-U-N-E.com slash pineapple pineapple for 20% off your first Manny system. I just remember Steve being so nervous. Were you there? Of course you were. The the day in the studio where there was like a note, I think Adam was like, we were trying to, I was trying to hit or trying to do something. And I literally started to like, like I had such anxiety about, um, Everyone was just so good. So I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. My voice is like not as strong. My voice is not as like whatever. I don't know. So I was uh I was very intimidated while also blown away by um that the recording process, the recording studio process and all of that. It like we got to like, we did it for real. We were in Capitol Records. It was Oh, and it was amazing. And we we had Bruce Botnick producing that. The guy who directed, who who produced the Doors, L.A. Woman. Oh I didn't know that. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, and just like one of the great producers of of the time. And once again, oh, I was just so intimidated because you know he's such a fan of of someone who has such an, an amazing body of work, and he's just giggling to himself and laughing he goes you know this is really fun he goes people just don't have fun this way and uh, it, was, it was just so great and and those people you get to meet and get to be in the in the studio where frank sinatra recorded all these songs and uh, here we're doing here we're doing our silly uh, little business and it's just sounding so far above what we ever would have imagined, well, at least what I would imagine. You guys knew, you guys knew how talented you were, but I thought, I, oh, God, if we, we can completely pull these songs disagree. off, I don't, it would be great. I, mean, I certainly didn't. I don't think any of us knew because we were all terrified. Maggie, would you agree? <laughs> oh, I was so, I was so nervous. And I also felt like everybody was so good. Also, Steve, what you wrote was like on some other level that there was also this like wanting to do that justice of, and and I think just my own, I have my own like stage fright stuff anyway. And, you know, Tim, who I think like even we were saying, I think you knew, I mean, you knew you could sing, but like this, I felt like 
really brought this, like you, like this, you were so good in this. This was like the, 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 the lead up to Gallivant and, and your voice was so big, so strong. James and Dulé, of course, we knew, we knew could sing, but I, I, I do feel like we all were a little bit like, holy shit. Yeah, but and, it wasn't. And, and watching the back, I'm, I remember like, I think all of us going, I mean, I know certain for me, I was like, oh, I was actually, that's pretty damn good. It's so if only, good. If only I knew that at the time. I know. And, and so fun. Like this, the whole experience being so like bonding for all of us. Like we were having this, inc like, uh, you know, we were having rehearsals together. We were flying to LA to do recording in Capitol Records. I mean, Steve, and I do, I think a lot of it was from the fact that it was like, this is like what Steve wrote was uh, mind blowingly. Like we all wanted to do it and you justice with like what you did with this. So I felt like, you know, is we wanted to bring our A game. So there is another level. What you did and you bring it and it and it still it 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 still stands as the most difficult, a most challenging thing ever that I've ever done professionally. Yeah. And um but also the most rewarding. And you know, you talk about Tim going back and listening to it and then tearing up. I, I used to have my my iTunes shuffle and I had the, all the soundtrack tracks and I had all the different variations of it. And still to this day, I mean, I don't listen to iTunes as much, uh, you know, but even on Spotify, because the 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 Spotify has the, uh, the music they what? soundtrack. I didn't know that. When it, Why am I just when, not hearing this? When it shows, I didn't know that either. It, well, you should know that. And then uh, and then when when you get your AIDJ or whatever it's called, or it's a, it'll the songs will show up for me. And no matter where I am, no matter how my day is going, it fills me with the joy of the day we recorded it every time. And it's like, wow, we did that, you know, and like how who allows us to do Steve, that? I, I, I'm sorry. I need, to really, I need to pause for a second and just really because you just dropped a bombshell. So to be absolutely clear, <laughs> Psych the Musical, the soundtrack is available on Spotify for all our beautiful listeners out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this it right huge. now because I believe because I know exactly what I'm <laughs> gonna look up after we're done podcasting the shit out of this episode. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we didn't ask you, Steve. Are you? You're, I mean, you're already doing <laughs> it. Here, here we go, Tim. For all those at home, there it is. There it look is. at that. What the, the hell? That makes me so happy. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> this is so huge. And all, so, okay, so everybody now knows this, but also, Steve, what you just said as 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 well of us like getting to do something like this, getting to be as crazy as we wanted to be getting to like, it's like getting away with stuff. Like we, we, this was so yeah. special. Um, I'm going to go on to, I'll go on to the next songs, but like anything else, uh, anyone wants to add in, I think we have a I, little synopsis, but yeah, Tim. Actually, I do want to add in. Yeah. The, um, for, um, our reprise of Understand Barbara Skies, mm -hmm. your hair is still perfectly wavy from the, uh, from dancing in the, in the rain, <laughs> in the park, at the crime scene. I think yeah. this is I think this is my favorite um version of your hair in the entire series. Really? Yeah, that length, that wow, length, okay. that wave was just so fantastic. And that I love that length on it. Thank thank you to Cody for that. He like used this very cool iron that had like two little like prong things and he would weave it in and out to do that wave every day. And it's funny because like it's so unlike me to have short hair. And I was kind of the same, Tim, as I was watching it. I was like, oh, I, I like the way it really works in the musical because it like <laughs> we're moving so much and it's got a little bounce to it in a bun. Yeah. Or something. So I, it like, it actually, thanks Tim. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, I, you look gorgeous in this episode. I mean, you always oh, do, thanks. but this one in particular was, was, uh, Awuga, particularly uh, Awuga. And, <laughs> and Tim, you, you, you reminded me, not only was this thing shot in 14 days, it was really 13 and a half because we had that day, the, the, I heard it both ways day completely rained out in one of the biggest rainstorms we've ever been in. That's right. We had to leave in the middle of the day because you guys were sliding across the mud <laughs> uh, there and you were tangoing together in that, in that mud. I, I completely forgot that we, we ended up having to pull the plug on, on part of I that day. I remember that now. I remember the sliding. I remember all that, the, that's right. It was almost like out of safety. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, he's exactly. jumping over that log and his feet just going out from under him almost completely hitting mm -hmm. hitting the ground. Right. Yes. And when James did the thing at the beginning where he where he did the the Fred Astaire 
step up, or maybe it's Gene Kelly. Uh, I don't want to get that wrong, but he, where he steps on the bench and he, and, and he, and he tips over, he did it. He landed it great, but then the mud was so thick that he immediately slid down and got mud all the way up on the first take, all the way up his <laughs> jeans. And it was like straight back to wardrobe. And we're like, Oh God, if he falls again, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. Uh, so we got, we only took one more shot. I remember shot this it. now too. And I remember I, this is so funny. I remember the jeans. Uh, and the most, the most, um, the craziest thing that, uh, that happened to me, and this, this actually goes all the way to, um, to psych the movie one and, and a heavier memory, but the day that thing happened, I don't know. Have you read the papers, Tim? <laughs> oh, there was that thing, that thing. Yeah. There, yeah. That thing happened. That yeah. was horrible. <laughs> so anyway, I saw go ahead, Yes. <laughs> I saw it in, I saw it in the papers and, uh, but the day that thing happened, we had to, dis- uh, you know, we, we obviously we, we stopped and we didn't know if we were going to make the movie. And, um, so we, 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 Chris and I had been up there for pre-production for, for a little while. James flew up and, or James was, was about to fly up. And we were like, can we make this movie? Will we make this movie? And, uh, and we were like, and I, and I just, I don't know. I mean, it, and then we, and because, because we're all so practical, we said, oh, wait, hold on a second. We'll do it for insurance purposes. So everybody can keep their insurance. So we said, all right, we should do it. And then, and then it wasn't, should we do this is, is can we do this? And I said, I'm going to go for a walk. And I, I walked out into the woods behind our studio and I just started walking. And I think I walked for an hour and a half in one direction with my, uh, with my headphones on. And I was starting to think, yeah, this could probably, we could probably do it. And I saw a clearing and I walked out to a clearing to go get out of the woods. Cause I've been in trees for a long time and I wasn't sure if I was going to find my way back. And it was the clearing where we did, I heard it both ways. And no I'm way. like, well, if, if that isn't a sign <laughs> that, uh, of something, a sign. um, I was just, I, I was like, Holy crap. I and literally by the way, have tears in my I eyes thought, right now. Steve. That's like, little, little and I, yeah. I thought that location was 20 miles away. I had no idea we were near the same place, but you get so turned around. And so that, that place, you know, has a, um, has like some sort of magical mm-hmm. something to it that, uh, uh, you know, and, and one of our, my most vivid memories on, on, on set and uh going forward and, and keeping keeping all of this alive and uh um and then you know and that and then uh, fortunately everything uh, everybody is um is well and uh and, and it's gotten us to today wow so. that is thank you for sharing that story steve never heard that one like i yeah well, and also i like uh i like that that was the like sign cuz it is such a special poignant location like place and also tim you know i that's one of my absolute favorite moments in the whole series is the tango and i've heard it both ways and that whole that whole run but uh what a story what a moment that's really touching yeah and and to get us right back Mm. on track it was the, the half day that we did where Tim, I, I, I'm convinced your kick went above your, your head um, during that tango in about three inches of mud. Uh, which, as I said in the first, in part one podcast in the live show, that may or may not have actually been my leg. I think, I and think, I think it was. I think James, yes, it was my leg. And I'm still sore. I think you, I think but, it was your leg. I really do. It wasn't Paul or well, choreographer doubling me at all. Yeah, well, you know, Tim, I was I was actually surprised at how much at how much it was just you because if you look, it's on your face. We're on I your face. Was so too, I it's, there's there's another actor in the scene who were not on his <laughs> face quite as much. <laughs> who actually may have a little more dancing doubles. Actually, you know what? Never mind that that particular actor. <laughs> uh, actually, he did way more dancing than I thought, and you know his pants were covered in blood. So at one point, so that's so funny. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember this when we did the re- uh, the reprise in uh, um, later. That I think that's your. I think that's the the most powerful uh, vocal part of of, of the whole thing yeah. for you. 
because you just it's it's dark and it's it's uh, it's, it's brooding and it, and it's just it's really powerful in, in that big empty field with a with a dead body who had been what? what oh, that person had been murdered. Yes. And, and watching that's it back, what, that, that was my full-on Javert because that I, I notice I do the thing where I, I do a I do the the Napoleon Napoleonic hand tuck into my into my coat because I was just, I was just doing <laughs> Javert, which we talked about last week. Yeah, we talked about this in Detroit. So, so that's really yeah. where that's where Javert really came out. Um, <laughs> and do you guys remember in the? I mean, the the other amazing thing, and I'm I'm stepping a half step back, but when we did in the in the inter in the conference room doing the Santa Barbara skies, uh, that you guys were doing full on choreography in the smallest set in the entire show <laughs> around the giant conference table, I, and it know, worked. I will and, say, for a guy who always says but, he can't dance. Watching that back, I was like, "Oh, I was actually, I actually danced in that. That was like proper dancing." Yeah, exactly. Oh, and uh, when, yeah, and when, uh, when, when it starts to, uh, when it starts to pick up, and I here's another mistake I made of the mini uh, along this. My, I had originally <laughs> imagined that as a Busby Berkeley type thing where I was going to mount <laughs> a camera on the ceiling, and then it was going to be all the background singers were throwing up files, <laughs> and they would rain down. <sighs> upon and it was uh, and it was like it was just gonna it was gonna be like confetti but it would be police files and i'm like what a concept ah this is amazing patting myself on the back and then we went and set it up and we threw them up just to rehearse uh -huh. and then they spent 40 minutes <laughs> cleaning up for the next take and i go files are gone <laughs> Camera doesn't go to the ceiling. But this ever. is why we need to Don't remake need this episode. So it's like if you could have your wish list of shots and everything else, like we got to have all that kind of be, oh, uh, it would be so much fun. What do you guys think? What if I just do like a speed read so we can just keep talking about this? I'm going to do a speed read of the songs and then we'll, uh, so we did the Santa Barbara Skies. Now we had, I've heard it both ways, which we've been talking about. Both Sean and Lassie, aha, at the same time. And for once, they're actually on the same page, except they actually aren't, and then break out into a tango yet again after trying to figure out who the killer is. Promised land over a beer. Sean and Henry try to solve the case, but that's when Sean gets a Skype call from Yang. Skype, I loved seeing Skype, by the way, because we haven't seen that in so long. I have yes, a <laughs> huge, massive chauffeur, so everyone needs to pull their car over. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Y'all need to sit down. Because when this happens, um, J Sean calls Juliet, or no, Juliet calls Sean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he referred, he answers the phone, and it's the first time he says, Shules. Yes. It was the very uh, first which, time that this couple has been referred to as Shules. And also, I don't even know if James knew exactly that he was using the hashtag Shules when he was doing <laughs> Shules, um, but it was very cute. I loved how he said it. And I love that the psychos made us shuls and we're still shuls. It's very cute. Okay, so over a beer, Sean and Henry try to solve the case, but that's when Sean gets a Skype call. Okay, Henry hangs up on her. Then Sean visits a bar that Z frequents and runs into him playing the piano. Sean realizes that Yang is the killer and runs to the old theater to be attacked by a caped figure that Yang fights off to help save Sean. Unfortunately, Yang gets stabbed by the caped figure before Sean even got to sing her a song and she passes away saying she sees her angel oh, and our favorite okay. serial Sorry. killer yeah. expert. I was just doing a, a, a thing, but we can honestly, like I want us to just keep talking because our stories here are so good. But so we have Mar Mary lightly appears. Then Sean has uh, Sean's breakdown. He claims that uh, Ambrose must be the killer, uh, which is great news for Gus. Sorry, yes. You can't, you cannot pass this over. Um, so, Ali's death scene, I, I came out of my trailer because I knew Jimbo was going to sing his song. And I didn't know what he was going to do, but I knew whatever Jimbo was going to do with it was going to be absolute gold. And I remember just being so excited to like get actually come up from a nap to go back on stage, back on the set, and watch the glory of Jimmy Simpson singing that amazing, beautiful song. And um, Ali's voice was just like, oh, my God. Her her line of, but you'll try which yeah. meaning to put in the good word for her to, to get, to go to heaven. Her like that, the way she said that line again, made me tear up. It was, I actually cheered up a lot during this, during this whole musical. It was so special. Uh, her voice cracking is uh, it's, it, it gets me every time. I agree. I think I'm going to, we'll just save the fan questions till the end. I think I'm just going to say, we'll just keep chatting because I, I, 
you know, we have the Sean has his breakdown. Sean and Gus interrogate him, claiming he's the killer. And he's well, let's see. Sean takes over the part, realizing the director was in fact the killer. Sean hands off the inspector costume to Gus and takes over as the inspector. As he sings, he immediately forgets his lines and breaks into dance. Just in time, Juliet and Lasseter arrive to sit to help Sean Z and the director. The surrender Z apparently named Zach. Sorry, very yes. important moment. Oh just, yes, we're going to talk about all the moments. As Julius about to kick into Jake Jamaican Inspector Man. Yeah, we go, we go backstage and see a very tall, very familiar-looking chimney sweep played by yes. our hero, Steve Franks. Played by Steve Franks. I wrote that down. That was like the only note I took. <laughs> oh, it's Steve. <laughs> so your second Hitchcockian cameo, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, I think I show up every... I don't know. I, I've lost track of where they are, but I, I'm I'm hard to find, but I, I pop in every once in a while. And this one, this one um, I think I've told this story, but uh, it was a... It was a cloak and dagger mission to uh, to get me to do this because um, because because uh, uh, because Gordon Mark didn't want me to to be in the musical what? because otherwise it was a union because thing. of you know otherwise oh, it's like right. a union thing and should they have hired a, a, a um, someone else a local right. or, or something I don't I don't know what the rules are. I'm, but uh, uh, but you're you're you have we, to be in the musical. This is a well, and I I actually practiced the routine <laughs> that I came up with. Yeah, and- you you warming up with your with your chimney sweep brush was hilarious. <laughs> it was so good. It was so fun. And I, I managed to, like, uh, Michelle had to do a wardrobe fitting for me. And then I had to go in the makeup. And I did this all on the day. And I was able to to be very, very secretive and hide. And literally, I came back with my top hat. And I came back to just finish the, the shot before mine. And as I'm sitting, in my, I sit down in my chair for one second. And Gordon Mark taps oh me on the, on the shoulder <laughs> and says... So, how are we feeling? <laughs> and uh, that's what makes a great line producer is that he knew, well, so, <laughs> he, so he knew Steve, all along. Steve, you we were trying to be stealthy in a top hat, making you eight freaking feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was hiding. We were on, on location. We were, uh, it was one of those things where I thought we were far enough out <laughs> that, we, that we could hide, but but you can't. You can't because a, a great line producer knows everything that's happening, and uh, and he certainly was. And yet, it's still we still pulled it off. I have a similar Gord Mark story about uh, trying to get the girls on the show, which I won't oh. go into right now. Oh, that's so funny! I I that's uh, that's I didn't realize that I didn't realize uh, that would be, that would be that's a tricky thing, and I I, I get it. But also, like, uh, wait, didn't the girls get on the show, Tim? No, they never did. There was a day we had it planned and we, they were about to go on set. And then I see Gord's, um, Volvo, uh, stage, I could drive up. I'm like, ah, crap, we're caught. And Ah, the the kibosh was quickly put on that. (laughs) It's that time in the show where I rave about one of my favorite makeup brands, Thrive Cosmetics. Cause is in the name for a reason. As part of their mission, every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. At the moment, you can't catch me without wearing the sheer strength hydrating lip tint. I'm obsessed. I love it so much. This product hydrates your lips with a hint of tint that applies evenly and lasts up to six hours. I wear this all day. I love it so much. I'm not I'm not just saying that. I'm obsessed. No mirror needed, so you can have effortless application. That's also true. The sheer strength lip sync glides on smoothly for color that's comfortable to wear all day and has six tints to choose from. The lightweight, balmy, non-sticky formula hydrates your lips to make them visibly softer and smoother. And it's not a heavy lip product either. It's the perfect mix of gloss and tint. That's true. Thrive Cosmetics is amazing because it's certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. That means no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, all without compromising performance. I'm so obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics, you all. I love all of their products so much. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit Thrive Cosmetics slash pineapple. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash pineapple for 20% off your first order. 
You've been stewing about a health problem you have. You almost resort to texting your group chat to get your friends' opinions. You're extremely unlikely to find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. Thousands of medical professionals on ZocDoc are ready and willing to be there to help you. They listen like a friend. They give you the expert advice and care that you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. I love this. Go to ZocDoc.com slash pineapple and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash pineapple. ZocDoc.com slash pineapple. By the way, for all of you, once again, to get back to when you have your own television show, <laughs> the thing to know is when the line producer shows up on set, you have done something hundred <laughs> percent. You are be you are very behind. That's like above, like that's like one. That's when Richard Coleman's like puts his hands, like throws his hands up in the air, and it's just like this. I, yeah. I this this has to go to the next person, and you're right. Yeah. yeah. And it is time to start condensing everything that you thought you were going to shoot that day into <laughs> into the minimum amount of time because trucks are needing to be loaded. Soon. Um, I want to go back to because Tim, I, you mentioned oh. that you came out of your trailer today th- that day to watch the um, to watch Allie and Mary and that whole thing. I have a photo of us from. Oh, there <laughs> it is! It's there because we. I was like. I have that photo. It's one of it's one of the uh the oldest uh photos. It, it, it was Steve it's from that, that day. It's it's I, that I day and it was that moment because we all wanted to see, right? Like we all wanted to watch it. I I think we were done. Like I'm in my street clothes. Like I don't think we were even working that day. And yet we came just to see this like performance and it was so worth it. We were all in tears. I remember it was it was so magical and it it really for me i don't know i remember just being like again i didn't think i could could be i mean i felt like the show always one upped it's like we kept one upping things but like you almost think you get to that point where you're like can we possibly top this and then something like that happens <laughs> and you're like how did we do this it it we did it though and that moment was so special we all got to be there together i i, I that was a big one that was it's a big a- one well, it's one of those. It may not have been oh, that I came out of trailer. Go it may have been, I think I stayed late to go and. Yeah. I think, I think we. Well, I mean, James was not. Yeah, you guys are all in street yeah. clothes. Yeah, so I think I was wrapped and just rather than going home and I want to watch Jimmy. Yeah, because I don't know if anybody got any days off. I just, I just know I slept about an hour and a half every night for 14 days and, uh, and just, we just. It was it was zombie uh, it was zombie time before the zombie episode, and we were just praying that we got everything that we could. But um, but that day was was so you know top five of the whole of the whole thing because you know first of all you type out you type out you know <laughs> Mary lightly appears as a vision from heaven, and then it's like well how are we going to do that? <laughs> and and the the magic and and Scott Williams ha- with with the with the special effects guys you know, had sort of come up with this idea. They created this pen that was like, you know, about two and a half feet high that they filled with, uh, that they filled with smoke and the smoke would stay in there. Yeah. And we built it on the stage of the Orpheum there and, and, and put the cameras up on the ceiling and we were testing it all day and it wasn't working and it was just thinned out and you could see them, the hashtag marks on the ground and, oh, uh, wow. and everything. And uh, we were able to get it thick enough with the smoke machines to fill up there. And it was like we had just when Jimmy comes out uh, or when when Al, actually Allie's the one who comes out there and Jimmy comes from from up above. But it was uh, it was just it was just magic 
that it happened. And we didn't know what Jimmy was going to do. We knew we had that amazing <laughs> coat, um, which I'm sure we all have pictures in. I have a, a picture of me yeah. in it as well. And when he drops that coat to reveal he's in the racquetball uh, yeah. <laughs> outfit from the funeral. Oh, uh, God, I remember so I, I remember sitting there with James behind me and I've never ever done this, but I just put both arms up in the air like like, like the poster from the movie Victory with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And uh, it's just uh, it's just extraordinary. And on top of that, Jimmy is was on this platform that was about two and a half feet wide. And so he couldn't do anything, but still he's created this yeah. whole dance thing. Being, and, and he was actually chained up there so he wouldn't fall. Uh, so he, he and was so, chained up and there? So, but he was, well, I mean, or he was harness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. Not chained. No, not I chained know what you there, mean. But, like, you know, like yeah, that's, that's how, that's how uh, potentially dangerous it could have been. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was, uh, it was amazing. He was able to do what he did on that, on such a limited space. And it, it's it just, you know, some things stick in your mind forever. And, and that day, you know, when none of our, none of our principal cast members is like the one that, that we'll all, you know, you remember the most. Uh, it, I, 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 in the shots from that too, honestly. And, and I, I wanted to also uh, single out uh Jamaican inspector just because he is so Dulé. Uh, what he brings to that just, number. Uh, yeah, it's so good. It's just so good. Well, let's, um, there are going to be, I think, some, now that I'm seeing the fan questions, good uh, stories from these fan questions as well. And, you know, we'll just reemphasize that this was our sort of like fun teaser, ap uh, you know, appetizer before the uh, we actually get to the musical later on this year. Um, that will be this year, by the way. How crazy is that? We will actually get to season seven uh, this year. Believable. Um you're going too so fast. fast. Way too fast. Um, okay, where did the storybook idea come from to open the movie? Good question. That that was a structural thing that uh, you know this was never intended to be two different episodes. I always I wrote it as a two hour, and uh, you know somewhere along the line, probably pretty far into the uh, into the process. They were like, oh, we're also going to have to, in repeats, air it as uh, an episode. So we're going to have to split it in the middle. And I'm like, oh, gosh, the poor people who are showing up for the second half, they won't get it. And I go, well, you know what? Why don't I go back to the uh, why don't I go back to the storybook thing? But it's at the top of Cinderella and all the and all the musicals from the 50s. And uh, and I just love that. I, I really love to sort of play with those tropes and all of that stuff. So the idea was we'll have a storybook. Now we need to. Now we need to do the psych version of it. So that was the fun of it was the pages sticking together, the pages tearing <laughs> out. And then somehow hey, my favorite, which occurs in the second half, is, uh, is when suddenly a dragon <laughs> is, is this boat, Bozar coach towards the meadow. Um, I, I just, and, <laughs> Sorry, that's so, so good ridiculous it's just it's so perfectly fun ridiculous and, and and by the way that scene was that took us so long because we're doing it over zoom but just to get and you you have such respect for all the people who shot all those opening segments because you have to time when the page goes over at exactly the right time and and so it was uh it was pretty uh it was pretty fun uh to do and and it, it was a necessary framing for okay this is gonna be a psych musical but we're not gonna we're going to draw from all eras of, of music. Yeah, it, that you, you do that though. It's like, there's also fairy tale elements. There's like all of that. It's like, yeah. uh, it's so well, and, and Jamaican inspector is a Disney as an animated 1980s, uh, 1990s Disney animated style song. And it was never supposed to make be in the movie. Uh, it was me. just, I, I wrote it in it was well. It was one of those things that it didn't have a spot. It was just something that he's he he was gonna sing, and I just I told Adam one day I go well I, I kind of written the song and the 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 meter of the of the vocal line is is it, it's sort of hanging out and they're 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 there it's, it's a it's a very the beginning don't worry i was well you use Jezebel's help is on the way there's um it's it's he Adam would go okay sing it to me and uh, uh and sit there because adam's like he was he was off on a uh it was it's playing against the time of the uh -huh. song 
and then when it gets to Jamaican inspector, it's all uh, amazing. Um, but we didn't have it on the schedule. And, um, but I had it in my back pocket that at some point at the end of a day, we were going to shoot Jamaican inspector and it would be one mm-hmm. shot. Like, like we used to do those, uh, those songs at the end of the, the credits. And when Dulé got up, when, when James was, was up on the crane and we shot him when he was, when he was hanging in that scene, which was probably the most challenging scene August. of this whole movie. Uh, we're like, oh my God. What if we put Dulé up there and we just started swinging him around and we had, we had seven minutes. We did three takes. We had seven minutes as we were supposed to rap and we did it and Dulé did it perfect every single time. And the second one is actually a better shot, but you actually see the whole crew through the set watching from the monitors. Um, so we, we blocked it out and we did it a third time and he's flawless. And then we, we went, we went back to the sink and you can't find where his lips aren't saying, singing the exact moment in that song. Well, well, he's being wildly swung yeah. around the, uh, the entire stage. It's, it, it's just Steve, fantastic. it's and, like, you knew the the next fan question was how was Jamaican inspector man shot? <laughs> oh, there we go. That, that, that's it. That's so crazy. <laughs> that- psychic moment. And also that you had seven <laughs> minutes to do three takes that were all perfect, but one shot of the crew that, oh my God, that's like, that is, that, that is so fun. I mean, I know it's like, like I miss those days a little bit where you're like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to get it, we got to get it. And then you get it. It's like the greatest yeah. feeling in the whole world. Um, okay. And it's so perfect. And we knew we like, okay, we'll stick it after the credits. So the, yeah, the, yeah. the fact that this yeah. episode closes with Jamaican Inspector Man is such the cherry on the top of the Sunday. And I find myself again, like, I don't know why. I mean, because the, I think the pure joy of Dulé singing the song again, made me tear up. Like the fourth time I teared up in this, in this whole watching this episode. Yeah. He's it's so, just, he's so pure and so good. Well, and it has the best lyrics <laughs> of any yeah. of the songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dulé, Dulé actually gave it the more Jamaican yeah. uh, feel that I, I could never <laughs> have done, but it was, it, it's, it's, <laughs> So special. I think this episode was just so special all, all, all around. Like there was already an emotional element to uh, making it. And then to go back and watch it and just remember kind of where we all were when we were doing it. And like these days that we would just wanted to be on set to watch everything. We didn't want to miss a beat of it. We wanted to see everybody's take of we wanted to see Steve like doing his thing and or singing his songs. And like it was just one of those moments that actually has, I mean, being a musical theater person, you do kind of, you, you bond in a way when you're making a musical, when you're doing something like this, it like, even our, I think all of our, 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 uh, relationship as a cast and everything, even it went to (laughs) another level during this. It was a really emotional experience. Um, okay. We know you love Greece, but what other musicals inspired you to create this one? Well, there was uh, there are so many, and I, I actually like a year before I did it, I created a playlist. I'm, this is like a big commercial for the now defunct almost um, Apple oh, yeah. iTunes. <laughs> but I, I did playlists, and I just kept putting on. But so much of it was oh, so much of it. That's my uh, my huh? voice and just all <laughs> it's emotional. It's emotional. It was so much, but but Greece was a big part of that playlist, and a lot of it was the the like the eighties nineties Disney musicals because the animated uh, ones because they were you know there's so much of that song construction, the hummability, that the you know the sort of there, it's a pop sensibility, but not. And Adam, Adam kept saying like, "Oh, I get it, I get it." It's like, um, and I go, "No, I, this is a movie musical, not a live musical." You know, because I I he wanted to, to sound like the pit, you know, For and, now. and all that. And I go, "I wanted to, yeah, 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 exactly." Yeah. <laughs> so, so I wanted, I wanted it to sound like, uh, it, I wanted it to sound like those musicals. And the funny thing is, like, two years before that, I always thought you know, at film school, my weak point was I hardly knew anything about musicals. So wow. I didn't, I didn't watch nearly uh, enough of them. My, my idea of a musical was the blues, yeah. brothers, you know, where, <laughs> and, and of it's course, Greece, but, that makes uh, this even more of an undertaking then like that you like, cause it is, it is a pure musical. Like it's, uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, and, and then there's things, there's a lot of, there's a music man, there's so much Les Mis. Right. Uh, as uh, as Tim will will tell you. Uh, like Promised Land is like just a kind of a, uh, it's kind of a, just a, a riff on the uh, 
on the sort of bombast of the of the of the end of of Les Mis, um, mixed in with with our our bit of uh, nonsense. Yeah. But it was always like it's like we were never saying like let's try to do this song. It's like let's let's think of something in that in that vein. And I remember Anthony Rapp when he when he came down to record his vocals for the first day, he, he did it and he did like a really like a restrained version of it. And we're like bigger. And then he did it again and he go bigger. And he's like, are you kidding me? And he goes like, are you talking like Michael? Cr- are you talking like Michael Crawford? And we're like, yeah, amazing. And, he's like, and, and we met him 10 minutes oh early, my you God. know, cause he just showed up for the first day we met him. And, and he's probably thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? Uh, and then, and then finally, once he, once he saw where he's going, he's like, oh, okay. All right. I see what yeah. we're doing now. But, uh, but there's, there is a, there's a taste of phantom, especially in that first and in Anthony's oh, first song, sure. there's just a, that, um, and, uh, and it's just, you know, and it's, but, and then very much at the very, at the very end, the last, the last scene. Yeah. Too, as he's well. so good. Like, I can't wait to come back to this episode in a few months and and go through this whole pro like the casting the all of this because uh, he's unbelievable tim and i were talking just and also just what a human like he, he was so fun and shared so many great stories and all of that okay okay steve all right we have two which yes. kind of co- covered this steve did you make a cameo in yes. the musical which we've talked about Yes. Of course, yes, absolutely, <laughs> and and it was a it was a cloak and dagger yes. uh, <laughs> stealth mission that we uh, and we then pulled what off. is your favorite? Do you have a favorite song? Is there one that is your favorite from the musical? Okay, from production wise, Santa Barbara mm. Skies, just because the the whole thing from that that day was was that's going to be half of of the next thing. But I, if I have to if I have to pick a song to listen to, I'll listen to Jimmy. Yeah, it just I, makes you happy. So it makes you happy. <laughs> and I also, but I do like uh, I do like I've heard it both ways because uh, just because of what it became. Absolutely. Uh, because yeah, because it, it actually started as uh, with a dip, completely different feel. And the the tango element of it is uh, really what brought it together. So that I, I I can't be unhappy with uh with any of the songs. They they just bring me so much joy, and and, and a selfish yeah. joy that, that I like. I I got to do this. I got to be part of this. You know, and and people people paid for all these things that those enormous yeah. sets. You know that uh, that that the whole show is, uh, is built on. It's, uh, is, it's it looks like a painting. Is it me is on. It might be no, but the way we okay. shot the way, like coming down the stairs in the first, uh, at the beginning, if I heard it both ways, using that whole space, the big wide shots there, it's just, this is such a little teaser for what this is going to be when we actually get to it. Steve, we're just so happy we got to grab you for any of this because you were just gushed about so much in Detroit this weekend. And we're all so grateful. And I still, it still blows my mind that we got to be lucky enough to to do something this creative and you made it happen. And I just found this. Yeah. And I don't, once again. Yes. Oh, there you go. I just like the musical, like the musical on Spotify. On the Spotify. Yay. This, yes. this made this entire day worthwhile finding Spike the musical on Spotify. Thank you, Steve. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm I'm very excited um, to hear how the first half of the musical thing went and uh, and to try some Detroit style pizza and to uh, to get back together because these are just notes that I made during the uh during the the productions of this. Yeah. Podcast. So there's so many things to wait talk until about. we get, we, I want to pick your brain. We have, we have, we might have to turn it into 10 episodes. Um, when we get what we should yeah, do we though, should do. this is, this is a yeah. suggestion. We should actually do the podcast for the musical in the spot. It was supposed to air in not, not a whole half season later when, um, so many storylines don't make sense <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Because you know, it was written to to play at Christmas in between our our That's seasons, right. and then they moved it. They they called me and, and told me they were going to move it. And I'm like, well, um, uh, uh, now uh, Juliet knows that Sean's not a psychic. Spoiler alert right. for everybody. Right. And Chief right. Vic is uh, still Chief. the 
yeah. chief of police at this point. So it's uh, it's very it's very strange to air it where That's we so did. True. And we tried to cut a few pieces out of the songs and stuff, but there were some things that were just locked into lyrics and whatnot. We couldn't uh, do that it. is I forgot that. I forgot the airing process of this. Also, Devin, I don't know if anybody else can see the chat. Do you see what she just what she just pitched? I don't see it. No. Or do a musical podcast episode. <laughs> it, well, it's so funny. I always I always thought about doing a musical um, podcast episode and, and bringing Tim Meltrigger and bringing guitars, <gasps> but I think you get into a lot of songwriting. Um, but you own it. <laughs> yeah, they're your songs. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, no, it's true. Oh, it's, that's it's a great true, idea, Devin. Anytime you try to do stuff with music, everybody gets weird about it. I know. It. Um, so, but yeah, it's weird. It's a it's a great idea. I. Um, we have much to pitch for that. So Steve, uh, let's, let's, let's all, let's like, really, we're going to, we're going to podcast the shit out of the musical in like so many, so many different ways. Love you, Steve. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us this little, uh, fun teaser first for the musical. We'll also get you back this season, um, for another episode, anything, of course you want to do any episode you ever want to do ever. And I can't wait till we actually get to the musical. It's going to be so good. Well, again, thank you guys. Um, this is always a joy. And you guys, thank you guys. Steve, love you. And, uh, thank you for, and for joining thank us. You, thank you for doing this. Love and you mostly guys thank you well. for writing this this incredible, incredible episode that stands the test of time like nothing I've ever seen. And for giving us this experience. Well, it's, it was a collaboration with everybody and, and Adam, of course, and, and all of everybody who did everything. So. And Chris Henze, who stayed up there for a month and a half with me while we got to uh, Chris, we got to get his, he's got to do this too. When we get to the musical, we got to get everybody's because this was such an, such an undertaking, but such a special moment. I feel like for, for all of us. Yeah. Well, we all worked um, twice as many hours as we would on a normal time. And it, it uh, and, and we get to reminisce now about it um, a decade later. And it's like, it was yesterday in a lot of ways. And psychos, we can't wait to share this with you and uh, the whole musical. But you get to have this fun little teaser. And I know you all were so excited. We may or may not, without confirmation from you, Steve, have mentioned that you might be doing part two of this. And everyone was very excited about it. So now at least it's true. <laughs> you know, I always I know, show up. And we love you for it. Thank you to Steve Franks for coming on the podcast this week. As always, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the psychologist are in and our Twitter at psychologist pod. Plus check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologist are in for full video episodes of the pod and the live podcast episode. We will see you next week with a very special guest, the one and only Carl Weathers. So excited. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.